So how, how many episodes is this for you today? Let's see. I let's see. I did two this morning. I did three this morning. Um, then uh, I had to, I was running around. Uh, we just got new hoodies in, so I had to go pick those up. Yeah, I saw um, that. I saw your. And post. then every uh, every Tuesday night, uh, we got a bunch of guys that come in. So they kind of record a podcast as more of a streaming Facebook Live show. Okay. And that's um, that's a usually uh, you know they they set up for half an hour and they record for about two. So that's like a two three hour process. So um, yeah, it's it's fun though. So we didn't really set out to. We didn't set up to do any video at all. I was going to try to avoid it at all costs, but everybody wants it now. So uh, I quickly hmm. learned that. Um, I, I you, you know, I quickly learned how to rig all that up. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been working out pretty well, I guess. How much? Uh, how much time do we have with you tonight? Uh, as much as you want. I mean, I got nothing else coming up up after this. Uh, well, you're on the East Coast, so it's like eleven thirty already. So <laughs> I mean, you got you get you got till nine thirty tomorrow morning because that's when my next appointment comes in. So awesome, perfect. <laughs> yeah, we needed about. I was gonna say we need about eleven hours, so we're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we don't. We've tried it at seven hours, but yeah, we but, just um, don't feel like we can just get down to the nitty gritty until after at least nine. Right. Uh, Ke- Kevin did that once. He did a Q&A, a public uh, you know, a Q&A. Uh, he went for seven and a half hours. One of those That's Q&A. Holy does, shit. Uh, yeah. That's nuts. He, he wanted to go until someone stopped him. And um, he, he was doing it here in Red Bank. So it was his hometown. It was his birthday. And no one dared to stop him. So he That's just, amazing. He went until... Um, he went until they ran out of questions. So people were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, people left, but uh, you know, I think the then you know you had the other half of the crowd, kind of like, well, we're never going to see a Q and A like this again. Right, so right. Screw work tomorrow. I'm going to stay until I'm going to. I want to see how long it goes. Pee yeah. in my cup too. I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, uh, well, uh, Vic. Do you want to uh, you want to start? Uh, yeah, I mean we're okay. we're pretty we're pretty laid back here, but we'll just do a little a little quick intro because we actually haven't Go even told it. anybody who you are. Um, all right, well let let's go. Let's do a little highlight like we always do before we introduce or say the name. Let's see. Began as a webmaster for director uh, Kevin Smith. Um, he's also been in a few movies. You might have seen him in something like uh, Dogma, um, and of course the biggest popularity thing that put him in mainstream was the comic book man. Um, he also started recently his own company, uh, for podcasting. So, um, called a shared universe podcast studio. And actually he, he also breaks the record or, um, yeah, breaks the record for being the first Chinese guest we've ever had on the show. Other than me (laughs) being all the time. Um, our guest tonight is none other than Ming Cheng. Ming, Ming, welcome to the show. What's going on, everybody? I, I feel that last accolade, I guess, is probably the most important. Yes, <laughs> for me anyway. Yes. Personally, for me. Yeah. BJ like landing is on... not Chinese, so he has no idea what that's like. Yeah, it's, that's like landing on the moon. That's like, yeah, that's like inventing the fortune cookie. That's, we can uh... stop now. We've had our first and probably only Chinese guest we'll ever get. So I don't think we'll get like Jackie Chan on the show. He refuses my emails and phone calls. Yeah. Um, Plus, Donnie you, Yen's not calling me. Do you speak Cantonese? Because that that may present a problem as well. I don't know. I can understand <laughs> it. I can understand it. Um, I can fit. I can. I can speak it when I have to. When I'm ordering dim sum. So that's always important. Yeah. People ask me that all the time. They're like, "Can you speak Chinese?" I'm like, "Listen, 
I can speak enough Chinese to order alcohol and pick up women. <laughs> I can't even right. do that. I can only <laughs> my fat ass can only do dim sum. Yeah, and what more do you need than alcohol and I guess and female companionship? So so yeah. well in that case, the next time I'm back in Jersey because I, I think I, I told you off air that I'm, I'm from originally Jersey. Yeah. Next time I'm back there, you need to teach me that other stuff, and then I'll teach you the dim sum stuff. I, I can do that. I can. Uh, oh, you I can, can do te- the dim sum. So oh, then let's uh, just go to dim sum, and then you teach me the women stuff. Yeah, I feel that dim sum, you just point, and they give it to you. So. <laughs> that one, that yeah, doesn't work if, with women? But if, but if, <laughs> is, wait, was that the trick? <laughs> um, it, Not in this day and age. No, don't do that now. Don't do that to <laughs> Right, yeah. don't do it now. <laughs> it is very Especially bad. if they're wearing like a B2 t-shirt. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Don't do that in 2019. Or ever, for that matter. Don't do that ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we know you do a lot of podcasts, but really quickly for our listeners out there, I'm sure you've told this story a million times, but can you please like uh, like bridge the gap between uh, when you were like webmaster for Kevin Smith and then being in the movies and also working at the stash that led to comic book men? Like, how did all this stuff start? Um, yeah, it's it's. It's a pretty good story. Um, you know, most people, uh, you know, they become lawyers or uh, real estate agents, and it's a very straight path. They go to school, they get like a license, or they they pass the bar, and then they're a lawyer. Um, for me, I had no idea what I wanted to do, and then um, uh, so when I was in college, uh, I went to the University of Michigan, and uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I was working at a dead end job at a um, it was there was this little place at the student union. It was a combination video store slash arcade, and the only reason I took that job was because I had that big uh, six player stand up X Men machine. Oh, and I was like, Whoa. Uh, yeah, remember that one with like Wolverine and Jubilee? Oh yeah, and, and, I played um, a lot. Played that a lot. Yeah, and I was like, well, if I work here, I could play this thing as much as I wanted. And then I learned <laughs> to my dismay after I got hired that the boss didn't give us the keys to the machine. So um, yeah, so I was like, well. I guess I'll keep this job. It, it pays, and and I don't have to do anything but check out videos and watch um, MTV's Beavis and Butthead all day. So that was uh, easy enough. <laughs> I, I I had no idea what I wanted to do in, in college. and um, So uh, I, at know, this job, though, sorry to cut you off. At this job, you were basically um, Brody and Randall. Yeah, I was Brody, bind? Randall, and and I had the the mentality of Dante, like you know, I'm not even supposed to be here today, and and shit or get off the pot. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I re- I really didn't, and it was a struggle for me. You know, as a fellow Asian, you know that you know, the Asian parents, you know, they yeah. want you to achieve, uh, yeah, the, uh, a greatness. Um, you know, like doctor, lawyer, do- yeah, doctor. doctor, lawyer, professional, yeah. And I, and honestly, all I wanted to do was watch Star Wars and read comic books. All day. <laughs> I feel and, it. I, I feel like you're my brother that I never had. Yeah, and 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 you know, watch the X Men cartoon, and uh, you know, it was drilled in my head by them and everybody else. Like, listen, that's great that you love Star Wars and, and pop culture and stuff, but no one's ever going to pay you to love this stuff. You know, it's not. <laughs> you're never going to get a. There's no job where where you can sit around and play video games. Um, you can't make millions of dollars loving pop culture. So do you know? Find what you're gonna have to get a real job one day. Yeah, and it's it scared it scared the hell out of me. I'm I'm like I don't want a real job. I don't, you know, I don't want to pay taxes, and I don't want you know I I, I don't want to pay for health insurance and all that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to grow up. I want to be a toy yeah, for this kid forever. Exactly. 
Um, so while I was working at this video store, one day uh, the movie Clerks comes in, and I'm supposed to check into the system and uh, you know put it on the shelf so we can make money renting it. And instead of that, I decided to take it home and watch it. Um, I had heard it was a really good movie. I heard it was funny. And the only reason I didn't go see it uh, when it came out theatrically was because it was in black and white. So at the time in 94... All the black and white movies were art films. And I was right, like, I don't want right. I, I don't want to watch an art film. Uh, what is this from <laughs> from Europe? Like, yeah, I, I, I thought they it was an art film. British so accents. I, yeah, or <laughs> subtitles or whatever. So I'm like, I'm not gonna wait, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch this. This this I'm not gonna sit through this. Um, but uh, it, somebody had told me it was really funny though, and it was in New Jersey. So I'm like, all right, an art film from New Jersey. That's like a comedy. Like I was. <laughs> I was intrigued. Um, the other thing that got me to watch it was uh, the girl I was dating at the time was from uh, New Jersey. So I I thought, well, maybe uh, in order to maybe learn more about her, I should just watch this movie. <laughs> uh, it always has I to can, do with the girl. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I took it home. I watched it, and I, I was blown away. Um, it definitely wasn't an art film, that's for sure. <laughs> And uh, I, I mean, the thing that struck me about it was, uh, you know, Dante's message, where you know I, I, he didn't, yeah, he didn't know what he wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do either. He was at a dead end job. I was at a dead end job. Um, but the, him and Randall talked like my friends talked. I'd never seen right. a movie where they actually got dialogue. Somebody wrote dialogue uh, that spoke to the way I talked to my friends. And right. then uh, the other thing that struck me was, I was like, wow, this guy put. He talks about Star Wars for like ten minutes in this movie. Nobody, <laughs> nobody does that. And uh, I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, but in 1994, uh, Return of the Jedi had come out in '83, yep. and so 11 years later, uh, George Lucas said he wasn't going to make any more Star Wars movies. Nobody was talking about Star Wars. Um, nope. Yeah, it, it had pretty much kind of fallen out of favor. So, but I, except for uh, with guys like me and my friends, uh, we still uh, uh, we we worship Star Wars. So. To find a fellow guy who loved it as much as we did, um, somebody who loved it so much that he wrote it into his movie as dialogue, uh, was pretty awesome. Um, right. And then I met these two crazy characters, Jane Silent Bob, who I'd never, yeah, I'd never seen guys like that in movies before. So I became, I, I, I watched a movie, I kept watching it, and I became obsessed with it just because <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was so good. I was like, wow. Uh, you know, never did I see a movie where it was like all talking that I would that I fell in love with so much. Before it was that, I, I, you know, I love James Cameron's Aliens. Um, I love sci-fi oh, yeah. movies. Oh yeah, I love stuff with explosions and lightsabers. And this movie had none of that. Um, this guy had a, uh, had one guy hitting the other guy with a loaf of bread. So, <laughs> so I, I was, you know, so I started doing research on this Kevin Smith guy. I was like, oh, he's an indie filmmaker from New Jersey. He dropped out of school, uh, film school after four months. Sounds like a pretty cool guy. Um, but uh, in the meantime, I love this movie so much that I was trying to get all my friends to watch it. Because um, I, I really wanted someone to talk to. to, uh, to I want someone to talk to about this movie. Um, uh, maybe a fellow fan or I just I, – I, when you love something, you know, like a Star Wars or, or Aliens or, um, or, or Game of Thrones or whatever – the only, as a geek, the only thing you want to do is talk to somebody about it. Yes. You want to vent about it. You uh, if if uh, you want to tell you want to talk about how great it is. If there's something that wasn't so great, you want to talk about it even more because you want to vent. And um, there was nobody. And I, I begged my <coughs> friends to watch this movie. They're like, oh yeah, what's it about? Uh, you know, a couple guys in a convenience store. 
oh, oh, great. Um, How do I explain this? <laughs> in yeah, black and I, yeah, white. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, and then the and then the black and white part is what kept all of them away. Uh, they said the same thing. They're like, what is this? Some kind of art movie? I'm like, yeah. Well, no, not exactly. But you know, I, I mean, it depends on it's all relative. It's how however you look at it. So nobody would watch this movie with me. Um, so coincidentally, at the same time, I was learning how to build websites. Um, it was very early, 1994. There was no Facebook, no Twitter, no Wix, no Squarespace. Like, um, but uh, I had met a bunch of crazy engineering students who taught me all about the web, and they taught me how to build a website. So I was like, hey, what if I built like a clerk's fan website, and then I put my email address on the bottom? Nice. Maybe I could find other people in the world that have seen clerks, and I would have someone to fanboy with. And uh, that's what I did. So I built this clerk's fan website. I put, you know, like photos and audio clips. And um, did it look anything like the Space Jam website? <laughs> um, a little bit, yeah. Actually, yeah. And both of them are still up. If you go to viewsq.com slash clerks, that's the same exact clerks fan site oh, I put wow. up in 1994. Oh, nice. I should look. That yeah, up. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it was cool. I ended up talking to fans. People would email me that, hey, you know, wasn't wasn't that funny when they talk about Star Wars or like, you know, 37 or, you know, I eat cock, like all that stuff. Like, oh, this, is, this is really cool. And, and, you know, it was the early days of the Internet. So, uh, you know, if it was cool, if you didn't have friends who were into the same stuff you were, you could just reach out and find a whole worldwide audience that, that was into the stuff you were. And it was cool. And then one day I get uh, I, I, I get a message and then a call from the Ultimate Clerks fan, um, Kevin Smith. Who, That's awesome. Who, uh, who had happened to see my Clerks fan website at an internet cafe. And, and uh, yeah, he ended up tracking down my number and calling me. And uh, that, was, uh, that was pretty crazy for a number of reasons. Um, one, how, know, many, how, how long was the site up before he, he it? It was up for, it? I think, two months. So it was wow. relatively wow. quick. Yeah, yeah, he found it pretty quick after I, I put it up. So. And that was 94, right? Or that was 94. 95. Like dial-up. Yeah, 94. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's definitely dial-up. Yeah, man. I had a, I had a freaking like 2400 baud modem. Like, I was... <laughs> so like, so imagine in 1994, it took two months to get back to Kevin's, Kevin yeah. Smith. And then yeah, now in was... 2019, it would take a Five second. Seconds. The yeah. second yeah, you hit that yeah. tweet, it could hit him. All you have to do is tweet him and he would reply. Yeah. Or at least right. like your tweet. So, uh, but yeah, he called me, you know, at first I was like, who is this? Like who, this, who the hell on that? But I think I, you know, I was like, I think I hear Jay Muse like in the background. So I was like, holy shit, this is really Kevin Smith. So wait, Kevin Smith called you with Jason Muse in the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were at the office. So That's Jay Muse used to work at the awesome. office. Used, yeah, back then they used to just kind of hang on each other. Snoochy boochies in the background. You're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it was pretty much like that. I was like, holy crap. So I was like, wait a minute, though. Why is he calling me? Like this can't be good, right? He's about because... to sue you for the website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, George, I thought he was, you. Yeah, I thought he was going to call me, and be like, "Hey, uh, by the way, there's something in this country you might not be aware of. It's called copyright law. Yeah, you've just violated every like facet of it. You just funded clerks too. Yeah. Um, but luckily, that's not why he called me. Um, Kevin, <laughs> you know, always the progressive guy, always one step ahead of everybody else. Uh, saw the site. He's like, hey, I, I really love what you did. Um, you put a bunch of stuff on there that uh, I think a lot of people wouldn't have seen had you not put it up online, which I think is cool. Um, I'm uh, I'm glad you love Clerks. Um, uh, I just finished Mallrats, and you may have heard it didn't do as well as I thought it would. Uh, but I'm, I'm still going to make a whole bunch of movies, and I was wondering if you'd be interested in building me a website for my whole production company. Holy crap. And, 
Yeah, and I was like, huh, let me let me think. Uh, yeah, I guess. I know. I jumped at it right away. I was like, yeah, of course. I, I, I hope you'll <laughs> do that. Um, send me a list of stuff that you want. And uh, the next day, and he wrote this, uh, you know, like two-page long email outlining everything that he wanted. And wow. uh, yeah, and that was, uh, yeah, it was 90, I was 95, uh, you know, 95 into 96, I think. And then, uh, yeah, and that's, and uh, I've been working with them ever since. That's amazing. That's crazy. How did, so how, how did, did you end, end up working up... at the stash? Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Because so, I can, I can kind um, of bridge the gap in my mind how you ended yeah, up in the movies, so, but how did you get uh, to the stash? Yeah, so I, uh, I built this website for him and, um, it's kind of cool. He, he outlined everything. He's like, hey, I want a section for all my films. Uh, I'm going to send you a bunch of uh, stills and photos that no one's ever seen. Like, I'm going to send you all this behind-the-scenes stuff that uh, if you could just scan oh, it and put cool. it up, it would be like the ultimate, uh, you know, kind so of So you're Kevin the Smith. Steve Sand Suite of Kevin yeah. Smith's world. <laughs> yeah, and as a fan, my mind was blown. Like, the next day, a FedEx showed up, and there was all this stuff from, like, the Cannes Film Festival and, like... Um, Four by sixes that were taken on the set of Clerks. Wow, it was pretty mind blowing. You must have been um, fucking nerding out so bad. Yeah, I, I totally was. <laughs> I totally was. Um, but uh, the, I think the main thing he wanted on there was like, "Hey, I want a way is uh, I want a way to communicate with my fans." Um, at the time, he was a big AOL user, so he was like, "Hey, can we get one of these like chat rooms on the website?" And I'm like, "Wait, like you want to pick up chicks?" <laughs> like you want to get some ass? It's like no, 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 no. I want to like I want to talk to fans and stuff. Do you think you could do that? I'm like, yeah, you know, I, uh, um, a chat room would be cool, but that would mean like you know you would have to have, find time to like log in and kind of sit there for a couple hours answering people's questions. So I actually suggested that he put up a message board instead. I was like, there hey, if, if, we, yeah. if we put a message board, people can post questions and then you can just go and answer them at your leisure. You know, you can there answer you one go. question or you can sit there for five hours and answering questions. And uh, uh, that took off. Um, he was very active on that thing. He would hop on every day for hours and answer people's questions, which was cool. This is way before Twitter and Facebook. So yeah. he was one of the first like famous people to go and actually interact with fans on the Internet. Um and uh, yeah, we so we ended up building up this whole community of fans, and uh, we would hold like all day film festivals uh, called Vulgarthons uh, here in Red Bank, and it was cool. Kevin would come out and he would fly out like Jason Lee and Jason Mewes, and they would do Q and A's uh, after each movie. That's awesome! And we kind of built like this whole like whole online community, uh, which I think kind of helped in his career in the end. Um, kind of you know made him like Kevin Smith. So. That was cool. So I, uh, I, um, after I graduated college, I actually went and I got a real job for a few years. Uh, so I would work a real job at, in the daytime, and at night I would work on stuff for Kevin, and uh, it was pretty cool. And then uh, a few years after that, uh, when Kevin and Ben, Ben Affleck were tight, uh, right after Goodwill Hunting, Ben was like, "Hey, can you build me a site like you did for Kevin?" So I ran Wait, his site. Affleck for a couple asked years. you? Yeah. So oh, this wow. pre Batman and all that, but. He it was still uh, you know he was doing like paycheck and reindeer games and yeah. uh, so he was uh, this is right after Goodwill Hunting um, and then uh, in the uh, in the uh, right in the early two thousands Ben and Matt had actually uh, founded a company an internet startup called Live Planet um, yep, which I went yep. to go went to go work for that for a year uh, but after that um, I, I uh, in two thousand two I went and started working for Kevin full time so. Um, you know, by me, I moved to Jersey, uh, where I still live now. So, geez, man, that was like 17 years ago. Wow. So, yeah, I went, that went quick. So, yeah, you know, I ended up uh, 
building uh, the, uh, the the online store and creating merchandise. And uh, yeah, just basically, I, I sat behind a computer, um, you know, hacking away and doing anything. Anything. Uh, I was kind of like the the early like social media coordinator, I guess, before that yeah. even existed. Um, so uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's how I got to New Jersey and working for Kevin full time. So so where was the transition? Because I, I I used to uh, I still listen to Tom Steve Dave. Uh, but yeah. I was like I was listening to it every week for a while there. But um, how did the, like you know uh, how did um, it just one day like hey let's get Ming on on the podcast? You know how did that work out? <laughs> Um, so Kevin started podcast in 2007, and then uh, 2010 rolled around, and Kevin decided he wanted to start a network yeah, of not sir. just his shows, but other people's shows. So um, he turned to his best friend Malcolm Ingram, and uh, they started a podcast called The Mo and Glow Show. The Mo and Glow, and he, yeah. Yeah, then he turned to, to uh, Brian and Walt, and he's like, hey, you, you guys are great storytellers. Uh, people love it when you come on Smodcast. Why don't you start your own podcast? So uh, they did. And uh, it's it's taken off in a huge way since they started in 2009. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think somewhere, I think in episode five, they got me in because I had done something that they felt was egregious and they wanted to grill me about it. <laughs> and I don't even remember what it was. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, this is how our relationship was anyways, uh, because Walt and, Walt and Brian are, you know, they're kind of cantankerous and they're old and they don't really they kind of hate the world and and you know walt doesn't even really leave the store that much They're like the like the odd couple yeah and brian doesn't brian hates the world and and walt just doesn't see the world uh whereas like whereas like i'll, I'll go out and i'll travel and uh, but they think me doing stuff like karaoke is weird like they would never do that um yeah. like they no like, i they could think, never see them two doing it they think uh you know taking ubers or getting an airbnb is weird you know because that's so outside of what they would do right well how um, did you, you know, how, how did you transition from working with kevin full-time to to working the stash and working under walt um i when i got hired full-time like uh you know slowly you know i would go hang out at the store uh every so often or i would go you know we, we would get into the stupid conversations you you would see on comic book men <laughs> about yeah. like if we had the force like how we would use it or if we had the ultimate sci-fi garage, uh, what kind of vehicle we would have in it? <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, slowly I would I would just kind of you know I started helping out, I started helping out the store. First, uh, you know if if uh, they need a break or something, I would hop in, and I just kind of started splitting time between the uh, the main office and then the store. And slowly, like they we we kind of moved them kind of next to each other. So I was really just kind of going back and forth like yeah. uh, all the time on a daily basis. So kind of like the quick um, stop in RTS video. You're just going. Yeah, back pretty and much. Forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I got bored at one place, I would just go to the other. You know, if I had to get some work done, I'd go up. You know, if I need a, a computer, I'd go up to the office, then come back down and hang out at the stores. So yeah, it was kind of like a gradual transition. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, even with Walt though, you kind of have to grow on him. So even that, it took a, it took a little while. <laughs> I can see but, that. You too. know, after after a while, I would come down. Walt would make fun of me. Uh, Brian, when if he was in the store, he would make fun of me. Um, yeah, this is stuff that they've been doing for years. So, uh, you know, all that stuff you see on the on the on the TV show is true. When they give you all that grief, like that's how <laughs> yeah, it is. You're like that the butt exactly. of the butt of the jokes. Do, but you do you ever just want to like? Do you ever like off air just like punch Brian in the dick or something? Like, I mean, I I, I want to, but um, you know, I don't. I, I make it a habit not to strike the elderly. So, <laughs> yeah, you could run much faster. He can't catch you. Just like one time, I feel like you're just gonna go postal. If you know, just yeah, fucking just lose it. 
Yeah, but I guess with the with the podcast, they started bringing me more uh, on more and more, just to kind of make fun of me and and uh, be kind of like a punching bag. And uh, yeah, it was funny. I guess people. I guess people enjoyed it. I guess people. Um, you got you had one half of the people who just like thought it was funny that I was getting made fun of, and they they do it well. They're um, Brian and Walter, master ballbusters, not not I mean, malicious. They, they, yeah, the, like they're yeah, friends. they're yeah, you guys are yeah friends. they're. Yeah, they're really. I mean, they're like grade A, like gold medal ballbusters. So uh, you know, you know, although they make fun of me, I, I, most of the time I'm like, wow, that was. I mean, you made it, it was at my expense, but wow, that was actually really funny. So, <laughs> um, and then you had the other half of the audience who could relate to me because they were kind of like the Ming of their group, where they would get made fun of. Uh, out of their <laughs> the Ming so, of their group. Yeah, That's so funny. it was. I, th- I uh, think it was you're. Kind of a, it was I think kind of you're a better dynamic. Chinaman than me, Ming. I think you're a better yeah. Chinaman than me because I would have yeah. fucking lost it at some point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear you. I would have lost but, you it. Know, like, you know, after 20 years of them just kind of doing all that, you, you grow very thick skin. You, you really just stop caring. Either that or just lose it and they never do it to you again. Just one day. At one point, they got what? Get him on there. And so, like, he, and so they started, you know, making fun of him. And I'm like, okay, the heat's off Ming for a little yeah, while. Yeah, pretty much. They, yeah. They, they found a guy who was even way like legitimately like weirder than I was like a guy who like might really be like insane and he's just a weird dude so yeah all that kind of transferred over to him so that's the well, that's that's, that's, a, that's that's kind of a good segue to my next question um you know moving around you talked about moving around moving from you know uh, Michigan to New Jersey but, yeah. um but you also moved around a little bit too and you know w- we didn't let you know yet, but we internet stalk all of our guests, so we have something interesting to talk about. Yeah, I and would I saw that less. you, I, I saw that you moved around a lot as a kid because uh, your your dad was an engineer. And yeah, he you guys um, moved around yeah. a lot. So I'm Chinese too. So growing up for me was was pretty difficult. But then once I transitioned to like sports, a lot of that shit went away. But growing up, like, but I still like nerd shit. I just kept it on the DL. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, for you, was, like um, moving around a lot, like did you did you feel the heat from a lot of people? You know, especially yeah, trying I mean, to make it, friends it, all it, the time. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, yeah, my dad was just an up and coming engineer, so you know, as he progressed in his career, that required us to move. I think I moved like six or seven times, and uh, yeah, it sucked. Uh, I I I like stability. I like, you know, I like being in the same. Place. I like having the same friends, and. Um, uh, you know, it would seem like every three or four or five or six, or seven years we we would go somewhere new. So that kind of that kind of sucked. But uh, yeah, I kind of like you know I always had had comics and pop culture to keep me company. Um, but back uh, back then in the in the late '80s, early '90s, uh, you know, Mar- there were no Marvel movies. Star yeah. Wars wasn't cool anymore. Um, no one played D and D. Was Transformers. You know, no, nobody was into sci-fi. Uh, you know, you had a couple friends who were in Transformers. But then, uh, you know, at that, you know, as you hit fifteen, sixteen, you were too, supposedly too old for this stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. So I actually did move to a new city before my junior year of high school, and uh, that sucked. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's funny. Um, if you, even if you don't put it out there, I think your fandom, like you know, there's some kind, maybe like a radar, or you still give it off somehow. I don't know if it's like pheromones or something. <laughs> uh, but I um. I uh, in high school I ended up finding two guys out of my entire class who like knew who Wolverine was and they knew what like they knew what adamantium was and they knew you know right. they knew about Cerebro and Professor X and Jubilee and Rogue so uh, I ended up hanging out at their houses after school like for hours playing 8-bit Nintendo and Castlevania 
Nice. Uh, nice. Um, play role-playing games and, uh, you know, going to the store to buy 20-sided dice. So, um, yeah, I guess it was a good lesson. Like, you know, in the end, all you need is a, that one or two two friends that, that, that right. get you. Like, you don't need, like, 15. Were, right, were both of those friends, uh, were those friends white? Yeah, they were. Uh, one was white, one was Hispanic. And um, So when you went to the, when they went to your house, did they, like, not understand your foods? Um, cause the, I got that a lot. I got, I they, got some, I got a lot of that growing up. They weren't used to not having fortune cookies or, you know, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> the Hispanic kid, Hispanic kid was a little more understanding. Yeah. The, yeah, the white guy was, uh, you know, he was, he didn't really eat that much anyways. He ate, he was on a diet of pizza and Coke. It was much like the Wolf <laughs> diet, uh, which was, which was cool. Cause I never got that stuff at my house. So when I would go right, to his house, uh, you know, yeah, we would get like Domino's pizza. We're like, like, oh shit, they're eating pizza. I got fucking yeah. rice again. And uh, Fuck. yeah, and he had a he had a fridge. He had like it's a like fridge the... full full of Coca Colas that like we could just yeah. go and grab what whenever we oh wanted. It was heaven, man. That's not what you happened in, in the Chinese household. Oh no, man! It was <laughs> like, like a, yeah. it was like a holiday if you got like soda or something. Yeah, man. Or... It's like rice again, and then like yeah. this is rice for the two hundredth day in a row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's how that's how that went. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool having those two friends. Though you know, we were you know, you, I, I I found my crew. You know, I found my gang. So right, um, that was that was pretty cool. And uh, you know, this is kind of in an age where people are telling you, you know, D and D isn't cool. You shouldn't be playing it at age fifteen, sixteen. Vin Diesel um, plays it apparently. Yeah, uh, you know, playing video games isn't going to get you anywhere. And uh, I had a couple of guys who kind of validated my existence, and they were like, "No, man, like we'll, you know, we'll play D and D with you. We'll play." Do you we'll go back to your? Um, do you? Uh, do you, now that you're, you know, obviously making probably more money than a doctor would. Do you go back to your do you do you walk in by your parents and like smirk a little bit and saying like look at this shit? Yeah, you no, you would, you now you would think uh, they still want me to be a doctor or a lawyer. So they still it think never this changes. is going to change. They're like, yes, and, um, we know you're rich and we know you're rich and famous now, but when are you going to be getting a real job? Yeah, it's still it's still the same. It's still the same. So. I, I think I could, a, I could see that. Yeah, I just built a website for a very famous Beverly Hills doctor. So there, <laughs> but but he's the doctor, not you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It still it still doesn't matter until you get that diploma. And then, uh, you know, they, yeah. So you uh, you also have uh, you also have two kids, right? I do. Yes, they're thirteen, uh, 13 and eleven. Oh, uh, boys or girls? Uh, older girl, younger boy. Are they into the same stuff you are? Um, no, not really. Um, it's uh, it, it's you know, fandom works in different ways. So you know, they have their own stuff. Uh, my daughter is really into drawing like anime right now, okay. which is pretty cool, and uh, and you know, stuff like that. And uh, my son is really into video gaming. He plays Fortnite nonstop, Overwatch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. a he's a kid who's screaming at the TV the whole all the like all day, um, <laughs> which is cool. Like you know, I'll, I'll I'll game. I just don't have time to you know the, the games these days are so involved now. That, yeah. Um, you know, when I was growing up, the game you you, you had a joystick and one orange button, and that was it. <laughs> right. Twenty. Now buttons. it's like yeah. Now it's like you know, move left, hit R three. That's not um, the case you know, if you had in television. And toggle left, and that's how and that's how you jump. I'm like, oh, like I just hit like a button, yeah. So yeah, although yeah, in television it was way different, but um, yeah. So they That's have their own fandoms. Um, you know, I try to get into the same stuff I do, but uh, a lot of it, you know, I try to get them to watch like the G- the old GI Joe cartoon, 
and some of the stuff I liked. And uh, it's just too – it's not exciting enough for them. It's too slow for them. The animation is bad. Um, you know, whatever. It's, they just can't get into it. So that's – you right. know, that, which is okay. That, that do they know what said, you do though? Do they know yeah. do they know what you do though? Like do they know that uh, yeah, you're in they, this world? They do, but the the thing is uh like you're never cool to your kids, like no matter what you do. So, <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. So I mean unless I was fully animated or like I popped up uh, as like an Overwatch character. I don't I don't <laughs> <be> like successful. <laughs> yeah, like a playable like, Overwatch you're like character. Like kids, I, I worked with Ben Affleck. They're like, I don't give a shit. Look. Yeah, and like yeah, the they're they're just like he's not even Batman anymore. Shut up, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You don't ever bring him around, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so yeah, you're you're really you're never cool to your kids. So I kind of I I stopped trying long ago. Well, I wonder, like, have you gone to like any of your like uh, like high school reunions, like, and, and see some of those assholes that were total dicks to you, and you're like, well, I'm gonna go up to this asshole and tell um, him, like, no, I, you know, I've gotten I've gotten the, like the invitations, and, and I'm like, why bother, you know, like it it I don't know, it just I didn't I, I really didn't see the point of going to a reunion where. Um, I mean, yeah, I could have gone and rubbed it in or whatever, but <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay home and and well, watch Game you're, of Thrones. You're a better, you're a better man than I because I would totally, I would totally show up. <laughs> you would have shown up, up in a like Lamborghini. a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I guess it, in a way, um, you know, like with social media, like you kind of do that on Facebook anyways or Instagram. That's true. So you don't That's need true. to go all the way over uh, yeah. to a person. Um, you just post the photos. With, I know, uh, like I saw you on uh, on Instagram, or whatever, with uh, Katrina Law because I love, I like Arrow. Oh and, man, uh, Katri- and Katrina- I was like, oh man, that lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah, so Katrina's cool. Katrina's literally the coolest person on the planet, too. By the way, I just like I, I can't sing her praises enough. Like the the fact that she's smoking hot in a tent is just like it, that's like icing on the cake. Her like, yeah, she's. She's the coolest. And earlier, when I when uh, I, I talked about using Chinese to pick up women, and, uh, <laughs> so she, she's half Chinese, so she was the, no. she was the one I was. Uh, yeah, it was funny. Um, so uh, yeah, and uh, I think season five of Comic Book, we got we actually got her on the show. Yeah, that's right. And, I saw uh, that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, at the time, our producers kind of came to us. They're like, "Hey, um, our guest list. You know, if you go back through our history of the guests that we've invited, they they've been really cool guests, but." Um, most of them are male and kind of old. Like they're all over like sixty. Right. You <laughs> Get can you think of anyone? Young. Yeah, can you think of anyone who might be you know maybe younger, like would younger and maybe female? And uh, I got credit Brian Johnson. He was like, "Well, what about Katrina?" I'm like, "Dude, that would be awesome. Um, she yeah, just come off an of arrow. I'll take as, care um, of this. <laughs> this how cool. Um, I got you know, this. She was um she was in game she was in Game of Thrones and uh, Spartacus. Not game of Thrones, Spartacus. Spartacus. Yeah, love that show. And yeah, and uh, and I was, and you know she was a big uh, convention favorite, and uh, so that's where I'd met her. I'm like, wow, I wonder what a great idea. So, uh, yeah, I, I sent her a text. I'm like, hey, this sounds real weird, but would you ever consider being on Comic Book Men? And um, I, at first, uh, I kind of had to talk her into it because um, she had, I don't think she'd watched the show, so she didn't even think it was a real show. I think at the time, <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like it's public they'll, access, they'll, like they'll, you'll. <laughs> Is that what you call your bedroom? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no, you don't get it. Like, no, they'll fly you out. You're going to get paid for the day for, you know, for basically three hours of work. And you get to hang out with us. Like, you know, please consider this will be a lot of fun. And lo and behold, it it, uh, it, it happens. So, um, yeah, that was a fun day. That was probably one of the funnest days I've ever ever had on uh, on 
comic book when was just getting to hang out and, and shoot uh, a TV show with her. Uh, but afterwards, she's actually from New Jersey, so her parents came up to watch her. Oh, that's shoot. awesome! That worked. So out nice. her mom is uh, her mom's full blooded Chinese, and her dad is white. So uh, we ended up going out to dinner, and Mike and Walt came out with us. And so her mom actually she speaks English pretty well, but she speaks mainly in Chinese. So I mm-hmm. was able to converse with her, but like the whole time, like I was calling Mike and Brian like pieces of dog shit in Chinese, <laughs> and I was saying that. I was saying that they were stupid, and you know they're like, hey, they're, and they were like, hey, what, what are you guys talking about? I'm like, I'm like, oh, um, she thinks you're very handsome. It's and, like that scene in uh, Goonies. Yeah, 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 with mouth. Yeah, it was hilarious. So, but you know, I was also you know, telling her you mouth, know, you know, Ming just like outed our podcast as like nobody's going to listen to it, so it's never going to get back to them that he did that. <laughs> <laughs> they probably know. <laughs> they yeah, know. They, yeah, they, yeah. Oh, I, oh, I definitely told them afterwards. I told <laughs> um, but you know, I was also like, I was hitting on her too. Her mom was there. I was like, "Hey, I think your your daughter is like very beautiful." Like, so she's trying to butter up her mom. Just you know, just <laughs> her mom's case, like, so. her mom's like, so we your want wife to doesn't listen to podcasts either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I had, I, I had a leg up. Uh, you know, I was already Asian, so I had that going for me. Like for Katrina right. Law, like I, I I would go become a doctor, dude. I would go to I go to I go to med school. To, yeah. I'm in my sixth year right now. Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm she, almost she, there. I uh, yeah, she knows I love her. Just in case she listens to this, she knows full well that I, I, I freaking love her to death. So yeah, now there's that's a, awesome. <laughs> so, well, when you you know when you, you're talking about uh, bringing them them to the to the dinner too, and you were you know making fun of them, but what's you know because they do it so much on on comic book and of course probably more in real life. What's the what's the best insult they've ever had that like sticks out and like wow that was brilliant and oh to me the, yeah what's um, the dumbest oh my god I mean there uh, there's the one there's one time many. they uh, there's the one time they tricked like a thousand people to send um, pictures of their bowel movements to my email oh, address oh god I remember that <laughs> yeah I remember, I remember that contest. yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a it was a fake contest <laughs> they made me do that. <laughs> Um, that was a long. That was the long game. That was a really big. Oh prank. god, yeah that, yeah. that was like a two month long prank. Yeah, that's amazing. That's yeah, a good there's one. that. that a good um, you know, if you're a Tom Steve Dave uh, you, uh, listener, like every time Walt comes up with a stupid like competition, um, like I know I'm gonna lose. I'm like, why do me and Mike keep participating in these things? <laughs> Um, yeah, there rigged. was one like yeah, like there was one he made us eat baby food. Uh, we oh, we did a God. White Castle eating contest. Um, you know, there's the infamous rap battles between me and Brian Johnson. I'm like, oh, why? I remember that one. Why are we doing this? Like, there's no why are this, we're so stupid. But um, Walt's so enthusiastic about about it that we want to like. I think it's so weird. We want to like please him for some he, stupid. He comes reason. up with he comes up with good games though. I mean, these these are like pretty well thought out. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Um, I think he got sick a lot in the seventies, and he just stayed home watching game shows all the time. <laughs> and, uh, and he got inspired. So, yeah, it's so weird. But he really loves being like Monty <coughs> Hall. He loves he loves being a game show host. So that's awesome. So yeah, I'm and I'm always there to participate. So oh my gosh. So do you have any idea like how many like how many podcasts have you done like? Are there and, and and are are they any podcasts that you were like immediately regret going on? <laughs> Maybe like this one. So uh, like- no, no, not at all. I think uh, I I just I I love podcasting so much that uh, I'll never regret recording episodes. And then um, uh, you know, if there are people with other podcasts and they want me on, like I always say yes. 
Uh, so, you know, but, you, have you been on one like, that though was like seriously awkward though? You were like, oh man, I, uh, I, I immediately regret this. <laughs> no, I mean not really. I mean, nope. I guess that there've been some that have been a couple weird, you know, but not super weird. It's just you know, it's it's. I love the format. It's just question and answer. We're having yeah, conversation. Yeah. I, this yeah. is stuff I love doing in real life, and especially coming from that background where I didn't have anyone to talk to about uh, comics and sci-fi. Oh, like so now I can, up for I can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now you know if there's a, like a cool pop culture podcast, like I, I'm going to go on in a, in a second. Um, yeah, but it's all it's all been pretty fun. As far as the total number, like we're almost at 300 episodes of I Saw Comics. Um, That's awesome. We we used to do a we used to do a morning show um, with uh, on Kevin's um, live network. So I I have to imagine we've recorded over 200 episodes of those. And then uh, me and Mike have a show called The Ming and Mike Show where we, we – uh, it's a podcast where we talk about whatever we want. Um, we're almost at 100 episodes of that. So, uh, yeah, I got to be getting close to 600 at this point. Are you um, are, are you guys re- bringing back Puck Nuts? Uh, it's uh, on the Town Steve Day Patreon now. It's, it's called the uh, the all-new Puck Nuts now. Oh, wow. Okay, I have to check that out. Uh, but if uh, – I don't know what tier it is, but uh, we release an episode – a uh, new episode uh, once once a month. Okay. Okay, right yeah. on. Yeah, the was, magic's still there. So if you're if you were wondering if you were that, well, it's funny a fan. because I wasn't really like a big hockey fan, but it's it was really fun to listen to that show because well, for one thing, Brian doesn't know shit, so it's yeah, kind of funny. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of like Tom, Steve, Dave, like one point five or like After Dark or something. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun. <laughs> That's what it was. It was fun. So yeah, the the ma- the old magic is still there. Um, right on. So uh, if you were if you were wondering, That's awesome. What's your uh, what was your favorite movie last year? Oh man, jeez! I, I, uh, with the kids and then with all the traveling, I didn't really see that much. I, I mean, it had to be a, it had to be Infinity War though. I, that's that one definitely nice. stood out. Um, I can't remember. I think uh, I, Mission Impossible Fallout came out last year, I believe. So that was, yeah. I thought that was really good as well. Did um, you get a chance yeah, to see uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse? No, I haven't. I haven't seen or that. Bumblebee. I haven't seen, yeah, I've seen Bumblebee. I haven't seen Aquaman. Like, uh, yeah, I've been kind of chained to this podcast studio for the last like three or four months. So, um, yeah, I have not been out yet, and I guess now I could probably I could probably bootleg it at this point. But I really want to go. <laughs> yeah, probably. Kevin's I really do want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really want, do want to go see all this in a theater, though. So I got to see if there's anything uh, like a second run that I can go to. Yeah, I don't but remember. I, um... I don't know if you're in the vicinity of the stash. I don't remember any good like old theaters in that area. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll find something. Um, speaking of movies, uh, you were in uh, Dogma, one of my favorite. I probably think yeah, that's one of my one of my favorite. favorites too, for sure. Um, but you were in the shit monster scene, or before the shit monster showed up. Yeah. But you were there in front of Selma Hayek, which, by I the was. way, for some reason, if Selma Hayek's listening to this, you have always been in my top ten. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah she still is um, oh god for for sure uh, so you were <laughs> right there when she's doing that strip thing the strip yes i was thing. oh yes did you I think was. like i could die bastard. happy now <laughs> yes I, yeah i, I, yeah, I second I, that I, sentiment yeah i did um yeah it was funny i think it's uh 2000 uh jeez man uh, no 1998 i think uh kevin yeah. calls me uh they were shooting in pittsburgh i was living in maryland at the time and uh, he he was like, hey, can you come out in two days? I wanna I wanna put you in the movie. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I'm so, there. <laughs> yeah, so I hopped in my car, drove the seven hours of Pittsburgh, and uh, I get to the address he sends me, and it's this rundown strip club in like the inner city of Pittsburgh. And I'm like, is this the right place? Uh, but I, I see all these grip trucks and lights outside, so um, I get in. And I'm like, all right, so 
Uh, like, what do you want me to do? Like, am I? Are you just gonna you know, throw me in the background? Am I gonna be a crowd scene or what? It's like, no, man. I'm gonna put you. I want you to sit next to me and and Jay as Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, we're gonna be at the strip club, and then uh, Samuel Hayek's gonna take come out and and dance around. And I want you to act like um, that you really like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that's yeah, gonna be I, hard. I, I, yeah, man. Um. I mean, yeah, I guess I'll just go completely method like Robert De Niro would. Um, you know, give me a second to get my head wrapped to... around this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, so what you see there is like real acting right there of a uh, Asian man in a strip club. Uh, That's amazing. You know, not a stereotype. Um, enjoying watching Selma Hayek take her clothes off. So uh, and, and um, yeah, Stellar, the great man. thing was that it took two days to shoot, and then like two weeks later, I get this letter in the mail. I was like, holy shit, I got paid. Like they paid me to do that. So. <laughs> I got like a hundred bucks. The payment the was Selma Hayek. That was yeah. that was the payment. It was the greatest thing ever. But you know, I got to meet. Uh, you know, I got to be in the scene with Jane and Bob, which uh, as a Kevin Smith fanboy was the ultimate true. dream. Yeah, um, I got to meet Linda Fiorentino. And then if you watch the scene, like Chris Rock walks by and he pats me on the head as he leaves, and I was yeah. like, "Holy shit, man! Freaking Chris Rock touched me! Like this is the greatest day ever." And I but got first to and meet foremost, Hayek, I got so. to see Selma Hayek. That's yeah, the, that yeah, was yeah. one. So um yeah, that was a that was brain. Yeah, that was a pretty amazing experience. So and um, How did you tell your wife like what you did in Pittsburgh? No, she yeah. came with me. She came oh, okay. with me. So she, she was on no, set. She, she yeah, yeah, she was. She didn't she understood. I mean, why 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 Ling was like Ling was like I shouldn't be I shouldn't act too excited. I mean, if you meet a woman who doesn't understand that, then you need to find a new woman because like that's ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was fun. So even now, people are like, "Hey, man, like, are you gonna be in Kevin's next movie? Is he gonna put you in any more movies?" I'm like, "Dude, like, he owes me nothing at this point. He yeah, the best totally. like role ever. He owes me yeah. nothing." So you could have died yeah. happy right there. Oh That's yeah, amazing. for sure. Yeah. So um, so earlier you you mentioned GI Joe, and I just remembered um one of my favorite episodes of Comic Book Men is that guy brought in that um the USS flag that huge yeah. like oh my god man cuz like that was the envy of every kid i i remember when i was a kid and i had a friend who had that and i was like god damn it like that and it, you know it, back then 110 dollars was a lot oh yeah it was but, a, it was a fortune it was, a, it was in a world where uh you know the gi joe figure was like 2 maybe 3 dollars yeah so, yeah, yeah. i mean so today this, that thing would be like a thousand dollars you know it would exactly be, yeah so do you where do you where'd you put it? <laughs> uh, you still I have up, it? I um so I, I, I ended up buying it on the show, somebody brought it in. It was you know, it's a holy grail for any G.I. Joe fan. Oh, and, oh uh, hell yeah. And I never got it because my mom was like, Hell no, man, when I'm a hundred bucks, like you're never gonna own this thing. It's too <laughs> we don't There's have that some kind cardboard. of cardboard, make your own. Yeah. <laughs> um so, you know, for thirty years I wanted this thing and then finally a guy brought it in the store and comic book band. Uh, he threw in the Sky Striker airplane, a bunch of vehicles, and oh. I, we 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 struck what I thought was a pretty fair deal. So I ended up buying for five hundred fifty bucks, and um, my plan was to take it home and put it together and show my kids like how awesome my toys were, and uh, and then I slowly realized like, wait, I don't have room for this thing. This like, thing's I don't fucking a, huge, man. Yeah, it's, it was, it's over seven feet long. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, New Jersey uh, property is expensive, man. Like, I don't have a basement. I don't have a man cave. I have two <laughs> kids, man. They need bedrooms. So, uh, yeah, I ended up sitting. Ended up sitting in the store for a long time. So, um, I ended up selling it to this guy. Uh, as uh, yeah, uh, 
I think after two or three years, uh, we ended up setting it up at the store, and uh, um, I was just kind of like, hey, if somebody gives me a fair offer, I guess you know maybe it's just time to sell this and let somebody else uh, enjoy it. Because I literally had no way to set it up or enjoy right, it. Right, right, right. And even though you know it was part of like you know the TV show and all that, I was like, all right, well, I have that. It's immortalized in, in TV, That's right. so I don't That's really right. need it physically. And uh, this dude came in. He's like, hey, man, like, you, is this thing for sale? I was like, yeah, I don't really want to sell it though, but make me an offer. And he's like, hey, I tell you what, um, I, I'll give you this much, which I feel is fair. It was more than what I paid for it. And by the way, I'm building a brewery down the street, and if you sell it to me, I'll give you free beer for life. Oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. Well, I was like, well, sold. Yeah, like no one's going to give me that offer. So um, so we've actually become very good friends. Uh, he actually podcasts at our studio. That's awesome. And I, he's uh, he's our beer sponsor here. So I actually ended up working out very well. So What's his uh, – go ahead, plug his, plug his restaurant. Oh, it's called uh, Ross Brewing, and uh, it's uh, it's opening in Red Bank, New Jersey. So, uh, yeah, great, great brewery, great beer, and great guys. So, oh, right um, on. It yeah. seems like there's so, a lot there's a lot this there's a lot of stuff to do now in Red Bank than I remember when I was still living in Jersey five years ago. Yeah, so seems now like my quest now my quest is, you know, with all the cons I go to or even online or something, can I find a USS flag in box one day oh. and not pay four grand for it? Right. <laughs> that's that's the new that's the new holy grail. You're always chasing something. And that's what I'm after. I just I want to find one in the box. Uh, and uh, you know, sealed would be amazing, just so I could have that that feeling of what it we would know have a been toy like. guy. Yeah, <laughs> we you know, know a toy guy. Imagine. He oh, he 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 specializes in eighties toys. Oh, that's right. Really? Yeah, we know. Yeah, a toy in guy. In, uh, yeah. in Sacramento. Yeah, we we know Holy a guy. Crap. All right, I may have to one day. Uh, you know, if I if I if I have a really good year or something. Um, you know the. Like inbox goes upwards of you know four, eight, ten grand. Yeah, he can. Um, well, I'm, I don't. I'm not sure if he has it, but like he's he's like. Remember that show that was? I think that was on AMC too, where uh, there was, or maybe the Travel Channel, where there was this guy that went around looking for specific toys for buyers. Oh no, yeah, a, like the, the toy, toy hunter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's kind of like that. Like he owns his own toy store. Um, uh, well, I'll just say Toy Fusion. He's he's sponsored a few of our yeah. uh, giveaways. So Toy Fusion in yeah, uh, big Arden. Big ups to Toy Fusion. What's that? Big ups to Toy Fusion for sure. So, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're in town, maybe you want to give him a call and say, you know, I'm looking for this. Do you do you know anybody? And then maybe you can yeah, make some I'm trying phone to get up there. You. There are a couple of Comic Cons out that way. Uh, I hope to get up to the Sacramento like Stockton area one day. Yeah. Well, it, whenever you do. Yeah, we'll just probably know look about it before we'll come, you. Yeah, we'll come let, see let us know ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> uh, um, so, you, what, so what was it like okay. to be? Well, we. I want to go back, like because I, I said this to BJ off the air was it's kind of like uh, Ming's like one of us, and he just happened to do something at the right time, at the right moment, and just took off with it. Like, but essentially, you're us. You're you're just somebody who loves this stuff and talks about it in their free time, and now you get to do that you know, for a living. So coming from like a fan to now, you know, meeting like all these people, like what, what's that like to, to, to have that kind of transition from being to a fan to now have people having being fans of you? Um, it's, it's pretty mind blowing. Um, you know, I, I, uh, it's, it, it's fun for a couple of reasons. One, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, I didn't, uh, you know, there were no other fanboys around, and then, <laughs> but now, you can go to a Comic Con every weekend and meet like tens of thousands of people who get it. You know, they get they're into the same stuff that you are you're into. You can throw out movie quotes and they'll they'll quote back. Um 
that part is pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, like I used to go to Comic Cons too. I, it's, you know, I used to wait in line and meet artists and celebrities. And I remember, you know, how nervous I was. And I was like, man, what am I going to say to this guy? Like, he's really cool or, or whatever. <laughs> and being in the environment. So it's kind of, it's really fun being on the other side, though. I, I yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. It's like going to a party and you don't have to introduce yourself anymore, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and, and, you know, half of that time, I remember like, like going to college parties and stuff. It was like, all right. Well, you kind of have to sell yourself. It's like, well, why, well, you know, you got to be like, well, why, why would anybody else want to talk to me? You know, you have to give them like a reason. A but reason now, too. now you just, uh, you know, especially at a comic con, you just kind of walk in and, and people kind of, it's, it's nice not having to do that anymore. And, uh, have you ever had a bad, just, have you ever bad, that? like a bad scenario at a, com- uh, at a convention? No, not really. I think, um, you know, in, uh, in, in the whole comic con, you know, with the, it, it, uh, being a like a comic book fan or uh, a fan of like heroes in general, it's kind of like you know truth, justice in the American way. Everyone's pretty well behaved. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, I think like guys like uh, Brian Quinn and like the Impractical Jokers, like those guys have it bad because um, they're for uh, I yeah, it's different. I think they they just uh, they have more female fans, which um like stereotypically tend to be crazier than, um, than anybody else. Like, I mean, Throwing it sounds like, I, it sounds like a stereotype, but I've seen it firsthand, man. Like some of these girls are like super delusional. Like they would, they want to marry him. Like they think they're going to marry him. And it's, it's weird. That's a whole yeah, other podcast. Bizarre. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> but really I think bizarre. in general, like the, the, the comic book fans, you know, male and female are pretty respectful and they're not, you know, they got a pretty good head on their shoulders. So, um, yeah, most of the time we just talk about we just talk about uh, like Back to the Future and flux capacitors and stuff, and it's really cool. <laughs> I, I like I like uh, I like that people want to come up to uh, to me at a con and talk about uh, things like that. It's really it's really amazing. I love uh, it. I, I I think it's so much fun. So yeah, well yeah, you do a lot of cons. Um, are there are there any celebrities that you you get like starstruck when you you see them? And you're like, oh man. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I think all of them. Um, you know, anyone from the Star Wars universe. Uh, I, I got to get a picture of Mark Hamill a couple of years ago at New York Comic Con. I did that too. It was amazing. Yeah, it's mind blowing. <laughs> like it's freaking it's freaking Luke Skywalker or the Joker or whoever you know him from. Did um, he know who you were? No, he. I mean, he had he showed no indication. So that which is fine. I'm I'm sure he doesn't watch. Well, that's not true. I hear he's a pretty big collector, so um, he may or may not have seen an episode of Comic Book Man or even had any interest in it. But uh, he didn't show any flicker of recognition, so that's, that's uh, yeah, that's you that's guys cool. got uh, yeah, because you got Billy D. Williams on there once. Yeah, yeah, Billy that D. Was Williams, freaking cool, and Peter Mayhew, and uh, yes. You know, which is cool. Like, if you would have told me at like eight years old that one day that Lando Calrissian and Chewbacca would be in your place of business. Like That's I would awesome. be like, no way, man. <laughs> to come Get talk to you. <laughs> to come talk to you, right? Like even better. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, have... I get starstruck all the time. I fanboy That's all awesome. the time. It's even worse now because uh, you know, going to the cons, you kinda of have access to talk to these guys. Oh, or, right, especially in the back rooms yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a usually there's a green room and you know, you'll see in the same room like Adam uh you know, back in the day it was like Adam West hanging out with like Norman Reedus, hanging oh, out with like gosh. William Shatner. Um, you know, with uh, um, you know, with a couple other people thrown in. So yeah, it was. It's a cool environment, man. That's I. I would go to a con every weekend if I could. Like I'm trying to. <laughs> it seems like I'm trying to. <laughs> um, 
So you've had you've had a, like a lot of uh, patrons and, and guests and things like that on Comic Book Man. Is there was there any is there any one of those like patrons or celebrities or anybody like that that was kind of difficult to work with? Oh no, not I think everyone was pretty cool. Um, I I, mm-hmm. I think uh, I I think uh, you know we, we kind of make a list of people we want to see, and you know mo- uh, a lot of them actually you know a lot of them a lot of them turned us down, but uh, you know the ones I do were all pretty cool, so. Yeah, I um, uh, like you know we had Adam West on the show, so I, I had heard that he was kind of a cranky guy, and uh, you know I didn't know I, I'd heard stories that he maybe he wasn't so friend friendly as you would like him to be, but uh, that turned out to be completely not true. He was awesome. He was uh, he had a great time with us, and um, you know we were really fortunate to have him on the shows. I, I think he died like a year later. So yeah, you guys had legends. Yeah. I mean, you had him, you had Stan yeah. Lee, you had some big, big, you know, and they're gone now. So I mean that yeah. was. That was really cool that you got to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So we got to kind of immortalize them um, in a way like that in a couple episodes. So that was cool. But yeah, everyone everyone was like really, you know, they got there. They saw the store. They met us. So imme- I think immediately that put them at ease. And, uh, you know, they, I think most of them are in the fan world. So, like, you know, they got it. They they, they knew what was going on. And they, they, knew, they knew we were just there to have fun. So I think uh, pretty much all of our interactions went very, very smooth. Was there any... Uh guests that you guys really wanted but couldn't get uh there are a couple i mean mark hamill was definitely one of them mm. um i you know at the at that point he was back to being luke skywalker again so um i'd wanted like jeffrey dean morgan or norman Reedus to come on but um i think you know maybe their statures were maybe too big but if, if they were on amc so i was like can't you just ask him to come? yeah but right um like brian cranston would have been cool too we're all big breaking bad fans oh my god um um sigourney weaver um Holy i think shit. the big yeah that would have been cool and then you know I, th- I think the big one that all of us really wanted was henry winkler um you know we're all 70s kids oh or, yeah i'm more yeah, of an 80s kid good. but they uh walt in particular like worships the fonz like he, yeah he loves him and walt doesn't worship a lot of people so uh, <laughs> we really wanted to come him to come on but uh yeah scheduling it just didn't work out so um that would have been really cool though yeah, we, I think yeah we had we had a short list of people we really wanted to get on, but uh, you know you can't you can't get everybody unfortunately. Um, the, how much of how much of the show was actually scripted as far as like people coming in to to so try and like there was, sell, sell I mean, stuff? As far as the script, like there was no script in as much as uh, you know like you know we didn't all the dialogue was off. No, the I meant like um, the scenario because but, like, none, of know, the, yeah, this, none of them none of them ever like fanned out with you guys. Yeah, the scenarios, uh, you know, we would come with a list of people we wanted, and then we would try to get them. So, uh, you know, did Nichelle Nichols just happen to be in Red Bank? Like, no, not, like not, not really. <laughs> no, no, I, I no, meant the, like regular, I meant patrons, like regular like people. Regular oh, the patrons. So, yeah. so yeah, the yeah. way it worked is um, uh, we would, uh, you know, we in the beginning of each season, we would make a list of stuff that we would want to see come in um, just because, uh, you know, they wanted to, we, we wanted stuff to geek out over. But a lot of the stuff was stuff I legitimately hadn't seen in 30 years. So um, they would try to find people. Uh, they would go out and try to find people who own the stuff that, but you know, guy, people that were really awesome too. Uh, uh, and then there was a casting company that would go to comic cons to see if anyone had anything cool that they wanted to buy or sell. Uh, there was a website they set up. Uh, it was a uh, comicbookbandcasting dot com where people could submit stuff that they if they wanted to be on the show. Um, so yeah, the way it worked is uh, yeah they would uh, they would bring in like three people a day to shoot um, either buy or sell stuff. So. It really just streamlined the process. Like we didn't just have a camera there. So some of these people, people bring... weren't even from like New Jersey. Yeah, 
But we didn't okay. just sit there with cameras waiting for people to bring cool <laughs> stuff in because it would have taken eight years to shoot <laughs> it one episode. Forever. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, the way it really works is people are just bringing absolute garbage. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Although with the. Although with the show, I think people have kind of upped their game, and um, you know, they, for the most, we we've seen we see you know semi good stuff on a regular basis now. But um, you know, back before Comic Con, yeah, people would just dig up like <laughs> waterlogged, like you know, crumbling comics and think they're worth something just because they were old. So, Did, you guys, there was one episode where you guys went and saw Superman number one, right? Yeah, yeah, the um, uh, Action Comics number one. Action yeah, we comics, um, that had to have been awesome. Yeah, we uh, you know we wanted to flip it up a little bit. We we're like, uh, it's, uh, there's a there there used to be a museum in Baltimore called the Jeppy Entertainment Museum, and uh, this dude Steve Jeppy had like every key issue ever ever made. Um, some of it he had multiple copies, so he had like you know he had Action Number One, he had Amazing Fantasy Fifteen, he had Detective Twenty Seven, he had everything. So uh, we went down there and we were like, hey man, like every you know anyone can see Action Comics Number One. Like, can we smell it? And to our surprise, he was like, "Yeah, you can smell it." Like I, 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 no one's ever asked that before. But as a as a high end collector like he was, he's like, "I get it." Like you can tell a lot by smelling a comic. Um, you can tell, uh, you know how it was stored. Uh, you can tell what condition it's in. You can tell what era it's from sometimes by the smell. So he got it. He let us smell. We got to smell Action Comics number one, which. <laughs> I don't. What does that I don't, smell you know, like? I, I don't, yeah, I, it smelled like two million dollars is what it smelled like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but that was freaking cool, man. Like he lifted up the case and he took it out with his bare hands and like. Oh god. It, it, yeah, yeah. It was it was awesome, man. That's amazing. It was like the, we were like without this book, man. Like we're like our lives. Are that not is literally like the Big Bang right different. there. Yeah, yeah. It really that is. is the Big it Bang really of the comic yeah, book world for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ming, you you spent a, a, more than enough time with us, but we're going to ask you for a little bit more time because yep. usually we uh, we have this game, uh, okay. probably not as well thought out as Waltz or as interesting, but All our right, game is away. we we answer we ask three questions. Uh, every guest who's ever been on the show gets the same three questions. Just interesting to see how people you know talk about it. Okay, fire um, away. We, we call it the big finish. So, all-time favorite character, which I think I know the answer already, and it can be from any genre. Oh, just a character. Yeah, all favorite time, character man. all time. Oh man, uh, yeah, I'd probably have to go with Luke Skywalker. You know, the guy who started it all in, in uh, A New Hope. Uh, can you continue to return the Jedi? And he's still he's in all nine episodes. Uh, no, not all nine, but he's in six of the nine episodes. So, uh, or sort of technically, he's in Return um, Seven, uh, Revenge right? of the Force Sith. Is- yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, his his I guess his his infant self is in Revenge of the Sith. So. <laughs> right. um, yeah, but he's kind of the guy who kicked it off. I mean, I'll give honorable mentions to, you know, like Corporal Dwayne Hicks from Aliens or Ripley definitely is a great character. Um, you know, Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor. And, uh, geez, there's too many to name. But, I'll, uh, you, know, Dar- uh, you know, Darth Maul, the guy who shouldn't have been killed at all, the guy who should have yeah. been in every movie. Uh, but And he's actually Ray back. Park. And he's actually in back now. And, uh, yeah, Ray Park's a cool dude, man. So cool. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'll go, with Luke, I'll go with Luke Skywalker, though, for sure. Okay. Um, so if uh, who would win in a fight, Luke Skywalker or Kylo Ren, if they actually fought? <laughs> yeah, like if, if Luke had actually gone there himself, 
I uh, man, well, Kyle runs a whiny bitch, man. He would, like, he would his uh, his eye mascara would run into his eyes. He'd be blinded by uh. I just I don't like whiners, man. I know that's how Luke started out, but at least he became a badass in the end. So he learned not to be a whiner, which is when I think that everything flipped. Actually, kind of when he went from like just you know like Padawan to Master Jedi. Oh yeah, is when you stop whining. Right. So yeah, I I think I think Luke would have taken that battle for sure. Like I, I like I loved his confidence like in Return of the Jedi at the beginning. Yeah. It was yep. such, a, oh, God. such a switch, man. It's great. He just walks in there like in all black and like he's got a new lightsaber and yeah. And uh yeah, it's 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 great. Like oh I was I'm an eight year old kid in the theater, I'm like, Oh man, like shit's about to go down. <laughs> like I couldn't wait to see like Luke start cutting people up, so yeah. yeah, that was that was that was a, like a life changing moment, man. When he walked into Jabba's palace and like, yeah, he just he's yeah, and he's not afraid of anything, man. It's great. <laughs> so okay, so uh, second question: what what are you watching right now as far as TV shows? Like something that you must watch either live or or recorded on the DVR. What's your go to? Uh, right, right now, now uh, definitely, definitely Game of Thrones. Right now, I was like, what 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 they've done with that is just nothing short of amazing. Every episode is a movie. You know, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a movie, crazy. and it's great. And I love, uh, you know, I've always loved the kind of medieval sci- uh, fantasy sci fantasy genre, and the fact that you know everyone from like fourteen year old high school kids to like ninety year old grandmothers, male and female, from all walks of life, like every race and religion is into that show. Like that's nothing short of amazing, man. That yeah. I was able to cross genres like that. Um, you know, before that, you know, you would get your Lord of the Rings fans. It's like okay. Some people think it was cool. Some people, you know, not everybody got it. Um, and uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, I grew up loving stuff like that. You know, especially playing D and D was all in my head, like you know, Westeros and King's Landing, all that stuff. I lived that already in, in my head in D and D modules. So the fact that they were to bring that to life and everybody gets it and loves it, um, but at the same time, you know, people people. People were getting stabbed through, like their heads were getting cut off. And, like, <laughs> it's the, pretty and, gruesome, yeah. And you know, there are dragons burning people to a crisp, and then there are like boobs in every episode. And people <laughs> still love it. That's awesome, man. That's like incredible. I don't know. Yeah, it really is cool. So what they've done like, is nothing short of a miracle with that show. So um, yeah, that's 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 one thing I watch. I mean, I watch all the all, all the Marvel Netflix shows, yes. which. Um, Unfortunately, it got canceled, but I think it's all a smokescreen for something that they're working on, either on the so Disney Sermers or whatever. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all a load of crap that they're truly canceled. Um, uh, but then you know, uh, if I'm on a on a plane trip, uh, I, I I've been watching old episodes of The Twilight Zone on Netflix. They have oh, every, cool. every season on there. They're bringing they're bringing that back with uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Which I can't wait. Um, I think that was that show was so influential to oh, everything. Heck yeah. Um, and then uh, I, you know, I love straight up comedies. I love Bob's Burgers. I love Parks and Recreation. Oh yeah, um, I love I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes, that's um, one of my favorites. The Office, yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, I love The Office. So yeah, that, that those are the things I'll, I'll just kind of flip between and watch. Hey, uh, just uh, just an FYI, there's a bar crawl for the uh, there's an office bar bar crawl in our area soon. Really, in April? Yeah. Holy yeah, crap! I can't, All right, I can't I'd, wait. I'd, it's going to be like a I, trivia, trivia in every bar. The office yeah, five trivia. bars, twenty-five questions each bar. That's awesome. That's all. That's, that's awesome that like that even exists. You know. Yeah. Like, um, so, so what kind of what kind of eggs do you think uh, Michael Scott uh, would want in the morning? <laughs> 
Probably, probably the one that's the most pain in the ass to make, and that would be poached. <laughs> but he would definitely eggs. But yeah. he would definitely he would definitely have bacon with that. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah, him him and Ron Swanson for sure. But yeah, definitely bacon. <laughs> nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so those are kind of my go tos. I mean, t- there's so much to watch now. It's crazy. I mean, they're making more TV now than they ever have. Yeah, well, um, you're you're gonna hate this last question there because okay. this, this is the last question of the big finish. What okay. are your top three movies of all time? Oh man, see, I can give you my five. I could probably whittle it down to three. So okay. um, definitely, Star Wars: A New Hope, nice. uh, the first Highlander movie. Oh um, wow! Back, okay, yeah, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, and probably Shawshank Redemption. But either one of those could flip flop from for from uh, for James Cameron's Aliens. Jeez, I just gave you six, so jeez, man. <laughs> and they're all fucking I mean, different. <laughs> I know, but top three, man. Yeah, top three. Like, I'd probably have to go, I mean, Star Wars, Back to the Future, and um, I'd have to throw in Ghostbusters just for the comedic element, but mm. m- mesh up with the sci-fi. Those you are going to be the top It's three. funny because Ghostbusters and Back to the Future are like these like perfect movies. You know, They really are. They're, they're just, they're timeless. Um, and Indiana Jones, too, and the... Uh, um, Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark, I think, yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. it's like so timeless. Uh, so, right, yeah, well, Ming, the, thank you again finish. so yeah. much. Yeah, thanks again for being on the show. Um, oh, dude, of course, man. Yeah, well, well, we, get to hang we, out we try to do we try to do something different. Uh, so I don't know if you've checked out our logo, if you've seen it, but it has uh, stick figures on it. Yes. And that we we did it because we suck as artists. Like that's what we thought it would be funny to be bad with you know something right. bad in the logo. Yeah. yeah so yeah. every guest we get on, we try to find something out about them and we uh, give them a gift. And this is that gift. So if you could please check your email really quickly, uh, the one that we've been communicating on, uh, you'll see an email entitled "gift." Wow. I uh, oh, I, this is a first. Usually, you don't get gifts after. Uh... Well, there's no monetary oh. value unless we hit it big. So. Oh, there it is. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's me as Jack Knight Starman. That's man. You guys do your homework, man. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I love it. It looks just like me too. It's great. <laughs> so Thanks, there guys. it is. This is really. This is uh. That's very touching. I've never gotten anything like this before. Oh really? Yeah. Well, we win. We can usually. <laughs> you win. Usually, usually they're just like fuck off. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no man, you guys definitely win, man. Thank you so much. So, You're welcome, uh, man. thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for all the time. Hope you enjoy that. Um, it, it is, is only, it's a one of a kind. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. You guys are great. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was, uh, our episode interviewing Ming Chen. Thank you, Ming. And, uh, Welcome, or uh, <laughs> boy, I'm just like really screwing that one up. Uh, that was uh, episode something or other. I, I'll put the number in later. Of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Rick. And of course, Ming. Uh, until next week, folks, <laughs> chew on that. Later.